0: hey girl hey hey mama hey Hey lady you are tuned into the scenes from a single mom podcast we don't grow alone and this podcast ensures that you don't have to grab your journal and a drink and join us Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of The Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I am your co-host Tiffany Huff Struthers and I am excited about this week's co-host, Takiya Ann. Before we introduce Takiya Ann and get into the goods that is her story, I want to remind you that if you haven't already now is the perfect time to hit pause and subscribe to the podcast so that you are the first to know when we have new episodes coming through. And that is whether you are listening or watching this video. Also, when you have a moment, like now, Take a pause and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity and make it easier for other moms like you to get connected, get support, and all of the tips, tools, and tea that we share here on the podcast. Now. Now that the housekeeping is all taken care of, let me introduce you to today's phenomenal mama. That is Takiya Ann. And her official bio is in the show notes. But, Takiya, please tell everyone who you are beyond the bio.
1: Hey, girl. This is Takiya Ann. I'm an inspirational speaker, author, and a mother to a five-year-old boy that I love so dearly and true. But I am a woman that you see yourself in, no matter what. No matter what stage of life that I took on, no matter where I'm headed, no matter where I'm going, I'm a woman that you would see something in my story and you would identify with yourself. So I just want you to unpack as we go through this interview. I want you to leave everything that you came with in your head, and I just want you to be free and be open and willing to accept what we're about to speak.
0: Let's do it then. So. Takiya, as she mentioned, is an author, and she is, in fact, an author in Scenes from a Single Mom, Volume 3. And in the book, Takiya's story is called Mirror, Mirror. So I want to know, why is your story called Mirror, Mirror?
1: My story is called Mirror, Mirror because, first, in order to heal, you have to know that you're hurting. So I had to look in the mirror and realize, like, the life that I created for myself and I wanted to live so desperately was hurting me. Mm. So in order for me to unpack that, I had to first get to the point that I acknowledged it. And then once I acknowledged it, at the end, it comes back full circle. Because now when I look in the mirror, I'm so proud of the woman I became because I unpacked my hurt.
0: So let's talk about that because a lot of times when we look in the mirror, we're looking in the mirror so that we can see ourselves differently or better, right? Right. Whether it's to brush our hair, brush our teeth, whatever we're looking in the mirror for, we're doing it for the purposes to look better. So how is it that you got to the point where you were able to recognize you needed to stop covering things up and really unpack what was in the mirror in its truth and authenticity?
1: Because at one point I would just look in the mirror just to see like what my makeup looked like, what my hair looked like, all the things on the outside, but I wasn't truly looking in the mirror to see what was inside of me. So I would carry the names and the titles and the false narratives that I, people or myself created of myself. And then I would just go with that instead of really just digging deep and asking myself, who am I at the core of my being? So that was the part that I had to get to and then really believe who I was. So it was one thing of me telling myself, like, I'm this person at the core of my being. But then there was another part of me doing the work to actually believe I was that person.
0: So what what was it that caused you to start looking in the mirror and looking at yourself differently? Like, did something happen in your life did you wake up one day and just realize you were unhappy? Like, what prompted the the shift in how you were looking at yourself?
1: Uh, one, my relationship began to grow with God. Two, I had a bad, 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 bad breakup with my son's father. And when we broke up, it in results of me moving in my grandma's house with my one year old son. So when I got to my grandma's house, it was like, yeah, my answer, my prayers have been answered, but I'm at grandma's house. Right. In this one room with my little baby. So now it's like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? Okay. So that was the, that was the, the aha moment. Like, how did I get here? I thought I lined everything up. I thought that I had everything, my, all my ducks in a row. I crossed all my T's, I dot on my ass to get the life that I wanted to live. But the key thing too, I, it was, a life of monetary things on the outside. Mm. And it was never what was going on inside. So
0: So it was a matter of a change that happened that required you to look at and evaluate where you were and where you were going, which required you to be honest about how you got there.
1: Yeah. And to most people it was well, what would look like a downgrade was actually like uh the biggest eye opener of my life you know like I go from living in the suburbs in this big house we're driving nice cars and I'm going back to grandma's house with none of that with nothing <laughs> but these bags and these shoes and that's it and this, that's baby. It. And this baby and yes. that's it that's all I have I don't have I don't have anything to show for it neither Like, I didn't go to school while I was dating him. I didn't, yes, I kept a good job, but I didn't have anything, you know, like, I didn't invest any of the money. Nothing, only material stuff.
0: So you're in this room now with your son, and how did you get to a point where you could begin to look in the mirror and feel better? What did that look like for you?
1: A lot of journaling. Um, which that's how my first book came about, Walk With Purpose, Not On Purpose. It was a lot of journaling, a lot of pouring myself out, which I wanted, it was like me writing to me because it was stuff that I would want somebody to say to me in a healing process that I would write down in my journal. And it was just like, dang, I wish I had somebody that would say this to me. But in the the natural, it looked like me saying it to me. But in a spiritual room, it was really like God telling me, certain things and i'm writing a lot of stuff on um paper just so i can get my emotions out one two so i won't hold this anger inside of me because you know like built up anger is you can explode and i'm a person who like held my emotions back um in relationships in friendships like if I knew we had to have a hard conversation. I don't want to have it because I don't want to go there to that space. No, I hate confrontation. So I had to learn how to deal with that stuff. But writing really helped me get to that place. Writing one, two, I had to build meaningful relationships with the woman around me. whether that was me letting go of a woman that I once loved or letting in new woman because everybody's not here to hurt you.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about that because when you are in a place that you think is good or great, Mm -hmm. right, and you have other people around you who are in a similar place and they think it's good or great, and then you decide that's no longer good or great for you, how do you manage those relationships when you're in transition? Because I'm sure there were some people um, that you were connected to or friends with that were still in that space when you got back to your
1: grandma's. I had to take a step back from everything. Like, when I begin to, like, at first, I'm not going to lie, when I got to grandma's house, I'm like, oh, I'm about to have a hot girl summer. It's up. I'm about to do everything. I'm about to get me some. Yes, I'm like, I got the built-in babysitter. I'm about to be on private jets. I'm about to be flying all over the place. And God was like, no, you're not. I was like, okay. But I got a new job. And then what came with my new job was, um, this lady, I call her my spiritual godmom now. Her name is Miss Nicole, and she would give me downloads that God would tell her to tell to me. And that's why you got to be mindful of how you treat people, who you come encounter with, because He might be using just that person to get you to where He needs you to go. Right. So she would tell me certain stuff, and then like. I was like, dang, I want to get to that level, like where I could tell people stuff. I can hear God clearly. I know it's him. I know what he's saying. I know what he's doing. So I began to read like my Bible more, but it was in those transitionings where people would see me change before I seen it myself. Mm. So people, I guess my light, not guess, but my light would scare people's demons away. So people would just fall back from me, like, or the conversation would be different. Or like, I remember one time I had to have a, um, Heart conversation with my friend because she would always be like, "You could come outside. You could come outside." And to me, going outside was like, "Oh, we outside. We outside." Like, right. there's
0: no in-between. So
1: exactly. So I had to tell her, like, you know, when you tell me to come outside and you're telling me to do these things, you're triggering this woman that I once was. And I'm trying to get to where I am to like, I'm trying to get to an evolved woman. I'm not saying I can't have fun. I'm not saying I can't go outside. But at that time, I could not manage both. Right. So I had to really step back from everything and learn to say no. That was a big thing for me. I was always, yes, going with the flow and then prioritizing myself as a priority. Like, what does self-care look like to me? What does like? I even have a journal from all of this stuff. Like, I really sat down and wrote like, what's my favorite color now? What food do I like? Like, mm. just learning who I was now and not just about the things people told me or I was like a robot, like repeatedly saying in my head. So right. it was just like, who am I now? What do I like to do for fun? Yes.
0: So what, what would you say is and... the biggest difference between Takiya then
1: and Takiya now? Um, me now. I'm not really impressed by people's outer appearance, by like what you drive, what you wear. I'm not really impressed by that. I'm impressed by how you treat people, what does um, – What do you do to help someone get to the next level of their life? Another thing is that me now, I really take into consideration thinking before I speak. Like if we're having a conversation, I'll really think about what I have to say before even it coming out of my mouth. Or even in a sense, it's like, I feel like me now, I know better. So I got to do better. Mm. Even when I fall, I give myself grace. But I be like, you knew better. So you got to do better. And then me now, it's like me then I was more carefree. I didn't care who seen what I did, how I did it. Me now, it's like I got a son looking up to me. I got a little sister looking up to me. It's not just about me. It's about every person that I come encounter with in me embracing them or inspiring them to do better and be better so having that responsibility is a lot yes but i still give myself grace i know i'm not perfect but i still allow myself to have grace
0: so what would you say was the hardest part
1: of you getting to where you are now letting go of people Mm -hmm. like for me that's hard letting go of people is very hard for me So I feel like everybody could come. I feel like Oprah, like, you get a car, you get a car. (laughs) It's like everybody could come. But, like, I've learned, like, when you're involving and you're going to certain heights, you have to pack lightly. So Mm. the stuff that people carry, they'll – Push it on to you if you allow it, like fears, insecurities, anxiety, all of that stuff. If you allow it, they'll push it onto you. Yes. So I one had to cultivate my own peace and understand what that looks like to me. So even if I need time for myself in the morning or and then two, it's like I had to figure out how to put myself first even before motherhood, even before anything, because if I'm not happy, I can't give my son a happy mom. If I'm not happy, I can't be a happy sister, a happy friend. Not saying that I will be happy all the time, but I'll have joy in my heart all the time, no matter what. And I'll go back to when I was in a place where I was depressed and I was sad and remember how far I came.
0: So what, what did that look like? How did you get to the point where you could or how did you figure out how to put yourself first? What did you have to do?
1: Um, I had to spend a lot of time by myself because I'm a person that, you know, I'm always around friends, family, people, period. So I had to spend a lot of time with myself and understand that time was not because some people always be like, you know, I got to isolate myself. No, it wasn't isolation, it was separation, Mm -hmm. which is two different things. So separating myself meant it had to be a period where it was just me and God. And he was just working on me in a way that it was like... No, I can't do that. Like, you know, certain events I couldn't attend, certain trips I couldn't take. I just couldn't do those things when I was in that period or in that room because I was still in a vulnerable space. Right. I was still in a space that I I didn't trust myself enough. I trust God, but I didn't trust myself enough to be like, how do I know I'm not going to react how I did last time right. in that place? So, yeah.
0: That's good. So what do you see now when you look in the mirror?
1: Now when I look in the mirror, I see a proud woman staring back at me. I see a mother. I see an inspirational speaker. I see a woman that is a woman's woman. Because, you know, you get a lot of women out here like... Oh, I'm about women. But they're like mean girls on the inside. Like, <laughs> And I see a person that no matter what I'm going through or no matter what I experience, that I have a clean heart. It's pure. And I love on people. And whatever I can do to help you push to get to the next level, get you out of depression, whatever I can do to help, I'm always here to lend a helping hand. But not at the risk of my own joy. Mm-hmm.
0: So... I will give you the floor to um, lift somebody up and give a helping hand by sharing some words of encouragement or anything that you want to leave the audience with.
1: Okay. I would leave the audience with um, no matter what, just keep going. Like your current situation is not your final destination. Just keep going. And whatever that looks like to you, you're allowed to have moments. Yes. Yeah, some moments take days. Some moments takes, you know, weeks, weeks, months but keep going because if you stop you'll end up at the place that you was right back in before you even started so just no matter what no matter if you get support from your family and your friends you have this dream you have this vision you have one life you don't want to die with all of your stuff inside of you you Mm want to leave your stuff outside of you so these things could live far and beyond you. Keep going. Keep going.
0: All right, <laughs> and let us um, let everybody know where they can connect with you on social media, your website.
1: Okay, my website is www.takiaand.org. My social media, my Twitter is Takia. And my Instagram is takia.n. And if you need the spelling, it's t k e y a dot a n n. My Facebook is takia and my LinkedIn is takia and so, so pretty, pretty much everything. The the, yeah,
0: yes. all over the internet streets, <laughs> takia N. well, thank you so much for being here with us, takia N. And of course, be on the lookout for scenes from a single mom volume three, where you can read all about takia's journey in Mirror Mirror. And of course, if you haven't already, we will leave you with this truth that we start with, and that is we do not grow alone. And this podcast, as well as the scenes from a single mom books, ensure that you don't have to. And if you want to ensure that other moms don't have to, be sure that you leave a review. As I said before, when you do, it makes it uh, possible for other moms to find us. Be sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening or watching. And give us a follow on social media at When She Thrives. Until next week, peace. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you are blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with when she thrives out here in these streets and last but certainly not least grab your copies of scenes from a single mom volumes one and two and of course three and four are coming soon thank you again for listening and we will chat with you next week